0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman don't reflect the views of GAU Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a GAU Media station.
1: Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about
2: sports? Yeah, and alcohol and whatever the hell else comes up. Hey, let's do this. It's a Monday on the Blitz. Diabolical.
0: Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And
2: The Blitz is on for a Monday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon. No A.J., today we have a very, very special guest host filling in. Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort, if you want to get in today, 713 780 ESP injury number 713 780 can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. If Aaron likes it, he will read it. Please do him a favor and send him a message because it makes him feel important when he can contribute to the show. There's uh, Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at Degenerates975, at Aaron is Blitzed. And today it's at Brad Kellner with two L's as uh, he jumps in for AJ. Uh, you can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975, and it is a Monday. Hope everybody had an awesome weekend. I know I did from what I can remember, but uh, let's have some fun today. Brad Kellner comes in from Austin, and uh, before you say, oh, not another Austin guy, you know the last one worked out okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so Brad's uh, Brad's in town for a couple days, going to do the Blitz with us today and uh, tomorrow, and looking forward to working with you, man. You too, man,
3: and unlike AJ, I'm not a short-timer. So I'm here. I'm in. <laughs> and I think AJ gave me the wrong vibe. He told me I needed to dress up to do these shows. Yeah,
2: you got like, the jacket going. I mean, it, you look responsible. And I hate that. Uh, I know. It's like uh, when, when we met yesterday and had drinks, you seemed like a true degenerate. I'm like, okay, I'm going to like this guy. Walk in today and it's like, oh, man, it's like a funeral. Am I, am I about to die? It's a bummer.
3: And I'm going jacket on, too. I was worried to go jacket off in public, so I've got the, uh, the suit jacket on with the classy look i felt like uh this was
1: this was a must for you, got, you got a little
2: johnny cash going on there thank you like young johnny cash
1: he wants to be a professional he never realized aj never told him we're not professionals
2: mm, yeah that's that's the thing and, and we'll we'll try to beat that out of you over the next couple of days because you know yeah there's a certain amount of professionalism that we like to pretend that we have mm-hmm. but yeah dressing up is kind of like eh. it, it's discouraged I'm, I'm not gonna lie but You also had to run around and meet with everybody today, so there's that.
3: Yeah, that was that. I thought about bringing a change of clothes and maybe uh, going basketball shorts and Jordans like uh, like some of the other hosts here do, but uh, just kept the jacket, man. I didn't want to change in the middle of the day in front of a bunch of people that I don't know. I felt like that would have been a bad idea.
2: Well, the good news is there's just not a lot of people around here uh, right now because we're still, most people are still working from home, but. So they wouldn't have noticed, I don't think, unless they're going at home and watching you on Twitch just to say, mm. all right, what, is, what does he look like now? <laughs> so, yeah, so basically we have a younger, uh, better dressed, more hair Austin guy than we usually do. Yes. So there's that. The
3: more hair is key. Thank you for uh, pointing that out. <laughs> Appreciate that. I'll make sure AJ gets to hear that one, too.
2: Uh Oh, yeah. he He's, you know, he's probably, uh, he's probably already found out about it. Somebody's probably already texted, oh, they're making fun of your, your baldness already. Mm. He's
3: probably ten beers deep.
1: At oh least.
2: yeah, I, that's the thing. I was, uh, I almost texted him this morning and said, "Yeah, I, I, I like your guy." We hung out a little bit yesterday. I am like, now nah, he's he'll be already drunk by then. So, uh, and I don't blame him. That's kind of pretty much what I did for four days. Went over to Kushata uh, on Thursday. First time I've been anywhere other than camping since when was the last time we were in Vegas? Like February of twenty twenty, right before it hit. January or was February it, Janu- it, was, it yeah. might have been January yeah I think it might have been
1: I mean look at my magic audio files and I'll find out yeah right?
2: so I hadn't been anywhere and uh went over to the casino for a couple of days played a bunch of poker and um uh, you know I, I I made the mistake of making money on Thursday night like a lot of it and then so that means I'm going to be over betting mm. the rest of the trip and so Saturday uh kind of broke even the first session I did in the afternoon and then I uh, went over to the race book and hit my very first race for about a thousand dollars, and all of a sudden I'm betting hundred dollar pick threes and stuff. And uh, about three hours later, I'm down to three hundred bucks again. Oh, but man. went over to the uh, poker room and played until two in the morning and made a bunch of money and um, made some made some friends over there at the end when. They figured out who I was. And I was like, right, guys, I've been sitting here for six hours playing poker with you. You would think you would have recognized the voice
3: before uh, that. You got blitzers across state lines. Oh, so. well,
2: the, our signal goes all the way to uh, well past Lake Charles. In fact, I was listening on the way over there Thursday and uh, when P. Crate was filling in, and I could hear us, like the, the road that you go about, I don't know, 20 minutes past Lake Charles, and then you turn north. And then there's just nothing there for an, half an hour or so. Mm-hmm. I got about halfway up that road before I uh, lost the signal. How about that? So, yeah, there's, we have a few listeners over there, and it was a lot of fun. And um, managed to get back Saturday morning and then went drinking again Saturday afternoon <laughs> with my friends to watch the Belmont. And then yesterday was supposed to be a calm day, but uh, we wound up at East End Backyard, which is one of my favorite places with a lot of my favorite people. And we made new friends. We and, did. And I'm, so I, I'd like to blame Brad for the fact that as soon as <laughs> I got home, I went to the downstairs bedroom and just passed out. And probably should have checked my text from the wife before then because she uh, mm. wasn't too happy with me. So is she mad at me? Uh, no, no. She doesn't She doesn't even know what I was doing yesterday. I told her I was going to meet you for uh, probably a late lunch. And then, yeah, by the time I staggered in, she wasn't speaking to me. And I, oh. dro- I dropped her off at work this morning without a word. So Oh, nice. Yeah. Fun car ride. It always works. Yeah. It always works. So, so yeah, I, I drank way too much this weekend, but I had fun. There you go. But the one thing I will tell you is I can get really ripped and I have the fastest recovery of any human being you'll ever see. I mean, you look fine. You sound fine. I feel, I feel great, man. I, actually, it. It, you lapped, I got out for like a 45-minute run today. And now I, I could smell wow. the vodka sweating out of me as I did it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so feeling good. And um, uh, I want to shout out to Chuck who came over Friday night with his wife. And sat, he sat at the poker table for a little bit. we also played a few ponies. And then he went off and made a bunch of money on slots. So I, I don't touch those things. But the the one thing that was kind of um, different being over there is not everything's open yet. Mm. And, like, they didn't have a shuttle. Like, I made a mistake of staying at the damn Best Western, and they didn't have a shuttle, which is fine. I mean, I, I walked, except that it was raining the whole time. Uh, but little stuff like that. And they don't have you know, the restaurants not open there and things like that. And there's a bunch of restaurants that aren't open in the casino, so there weren't as many places to eat. But it's starting to come back. And it was kind of funny. The first night I was there, I was like, uh, did they have drink service in the race book? Because I was gonna go sit over there. and he goes, oh, It just depends on who showed up for work today. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, so that's a change. Was it crowded? Uh, no. no. Uh, Thursday there was almost nobody there, and yeah. I I felt really good because I was not the oldest dude in place. I was like a young compared to those people. Uh, you know, because mostly, you know, let's keep in mind who we're talking about. We're talking about a bunch of really old people that sit there with their oxygen tents while they're pulling the mm. uh, they know, got uh, yeah, catheters. Out, yeah, catheters sticking out, and they've got the they they've got the scooters. Mm. Uh, or the Rascals, I guess. So is
3: there like a minimum age for one of those scooters? Like, I'm 27. Is that...
2: Uh, you're too young. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not even old enough for one. I was going to say 30. That's uh, not fair. I think you got to be 72. All right. I think 72 is the actual number that... And in fact, they have it on there. It's just like the rides at... Disney, where you have to be this high to ride? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be this old to ride.
3: I'm looking for the AARP card. Like, when I'm 49, I'm going to be camping out outside the AARP office, like for a Duke basketball game. I'm going to be waiting for that card so I can get those Denny's discounts on day one. I need those.
2: <laughs> the uh, <laughs> It's funny. When I started getting mail from them, and I'm like... From Denny's? No, from AARP. Okay, I was about to say, no. I need
3: to get in on that.
2: No, no. I started getting... Like, every month, they'll send me a card and say, activate your card for 1995. I like, dude, I'm not... no. No, because if when I do that, I admit I'm about to die. Mm. So uh,
3: is that what the card says on the back? Like you're running out of time. Well, yeah. Hope you
1: enjoy. Well, yeah. it's got you the uh, the DNR on the back that you're supposed to sign of do not resuscitate. Right. Oh,
2: I thought that was on my driver's license. Or is that donating? <laughs> I think it's on every yeah, one I think of them because
1: old people forget at oh. least one of those things all the time. Oh, Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I have not gone down that path yet, but uh, man, it was, it was it was pretty awesome. And then, uh, uh, but Friday was a little more crowded. But it still was you know, it's still not what it, I'm used to seeing, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know that I'm 100 percent down with heavy crowds. Now, their poker room was uh, I think they had three tables going Thursday and maybe four on Friday. but um, you know, they moved it to a different place. They still have a lot of tables, but there's no <laughs> tournaments, which I was kind of bummed by, because mm-hmm. that's you know one of the reasons I wanted to go over there. but you know what? I did OK cash. Yeah. Paid, the
3: trip paid for itself. It sounds like
2: uh, it did good. It did, and, and then some. So, uh, and also funded my Belmont betting on Saturday, which uh, uh, did okay. I mean, I didn't. I didn't get the big bad wolf mm. that I was looking for, but we, you know, it was much better than the last two races were. So uh, the I,
3: Belmont's usually your big one too. That's right?
2: the one I usually. Yeah, it's just this time it, it went favorite favorite, and it's hard to make a ton of money doing that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, AJ will be back Friday for those of you who are wondering what's going on so brad's gonna be here the next two days the hardest thing for me is gonna be not to call you scott because i had a friend with a very similar name and like i'm gonna call him scott at some point just kind of
3: a d-bag white guy name yeah yeah pretty uh, much there okay yeah yeah, pretty
2: much cool so uh uh but he'll be here for two days and we're gonna have some fun yeah and uh we'll we'll get to some sports because he's a sportsy guy but Tell people a little bit about yourself. Uh, that we know you uh, work in Austin. You work with Rod, and uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your show there. No doubt about
3: it. I host the uh, afternoon drive show on 104.9 the Horn in Austin, the flagship station for Texas Longhorn athletics. And I've been in Austin for nine years now. Went to UT, graduated in twenty sixteen, and have stayed working in sports radio in Austin. But uh, the family's from here. I spent a lot of my childhood here in Houston and down in Galveston. So. Excited to be here, man. Excited to work with you. I've listened to the station a lot over the years. I've listened to you and AJ a lot. So just being a small part of this show for a couple of days is a pretty damn cool opportunity, man.
2: Well, we're happy to have you here. And uh, it's uh, uh, you're kind of a, I'm gonna say you're a Houston guy. So uh, even though you're obviously very long horny. That's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. We can we can work with that. We'll, yeah, we both or work uh, against it. Had a know. rough
3: time rooting for our teams over the last few <laughs> years, right? Uh, there's uh, been some depressing moments rooting for Texas over the last decade. If, That's uh, for damn sure.
2: You changed out both your coaches this year. At some point over the next two days, I want to get your take on. Uh, uh, I, I I feel pretty good about the basketball hire. I still not so sure about Sark, but kind of curious to get your thoughts on that since you're in the middle of it. But we got two days to do this. We do absolutely. We have plenty of time to get to it. What I, I want to get to in the uh, next segment is we'll get a little sportsy here because there's some uh, some Texans news that uh, our guy Jerome Solomon kind of broke some news unintentionally. And uh, beyond that, we're going to talk a little bit about your Astros, who uh, had a pretty decent weekend. And right now, I'm going to talk about hair, and it, it's funny because when I was in today, one of uh, one of my colleagues was asking me about the, the 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 process I had done with Dr. Linville, and I just said, "Well." You know what? In my case, I had almost no hair. So they had to move 2,451 follicles. He's actually got nice hair, so I wouldn't have to do that much. And if you're at that point where you're just like, you know what? I want to, I just want to get it to where it looks better. Well, go to my man, Dr. Linville, 975hair.com, and uh, you're going to get a free consultation. And just go and sit down and listen to him. And while you're there, take a look at his hair because he's had it done, and it looks fantastic. And he just wants to help guys out, man. He, he was losing it too early. I, I Well... I was old, so I was losing mine because I was old. But the cool thing about this process, it's your own hair. He's just moving it from the back of your head to where you're thinning. And the hair on the back of your head is always going to grow. So just go to a 975hair.com, get that consultation set up today, and you can get your hair back. I promise you, Dr. Linville is the man to see. 975hair.com.
0: Cause it's about to get heavy You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 I don't know how I could explain that in a cooler and more doper fashion You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community
2: Bank Studios,
0: here's Fred Fowler and A.J.
2: Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. No A.J. today. He will be back Friday. Be Brad Keltner the next couple days. And uh, if you didn't get to meet him the first segment, well, tough. (laughs) We'll keep... uh... (laughs) Yeah, He's already talking on Twitch about... You know, being Colin Cowherd's son and, and having a hot sister. And so he's fitting right in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and, of course, everybody's asking, asking him interview questions. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, man.
3: <laughs> I've been asked enough of those questions yeah.
2: today. Uh, asymmetric says you got to upgrade that headphone game.
1: Oh, yeah. you don't like the uh, the in-ear Apple you headphones? You know what? The, is, is that a young dude thing? The in-ear? No, because Granado uses them, too. Oh, okay. So I had some Bose. So
2: it's kind of an uppity thing.
1: Yeah, I had some bows, I mean, yeah, which was a lot be. of an
3: uppity thing, but uh, <laughs> they broke a couple of months ago. So Uh-oh. I'm too cheap to uh, to buy another set of bows, <laughs> and I like the in-ear over the over-ear. So we're rocking the, the stock Apple headphones today.
2: So uh, let's get to some sports stuff and uh, talk about the Astros first because they went and took two of three from Toronto in Buffalo. And, uh, you know, I, I would just say uh, there was a lot of panic around here a few weeks ago. They seem to be okay right now, mm-hmm. so uh, that was. And with with baseball, it's like people get so panicked and they get so worried that oh my goodness, you know they've lost three out of four, and even when they lost two out of three, the Padres, it's like they they had they were in all those games. It's like why panic? So they're they're doing fine. And uh, your your impressions of the Astros as somebody who doesn't have to deal with them every day.
3: Well, we're such a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately society. And with baseball having games every day, you've got a lot of chances to screw that up and to tick people off with a bad stretch like that. But uh, they're playing well, and I'm a big believer... In the run differential stat, I know baseball has just way too many numbers and it's hard to keep track of everything, but run differential is a number that's been around forever and I'm a big fan of it. And right now the Astros have the third best run differential in the American League at uh, plus 69, by the way, a very, very nice number. I know they're down a game to Oakland right now, but I think the Astros are far and away the best team in the American League West, getting Michael Brantley back hopefully tomorrow will help too. But, uh, yeah, the last week was nice, going 6-2 and two over the last eight games, winning another series on the road against a quality team. There's uh, a lot to like from this ball club, and hopefully they continue to get better as they get more players off the uh, injured list.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the rotation now when McCullers comes back, because, you, you know, who do you move? I mean, they're getting so much out of Garcia that, uh, you know, I, I don't, I mean, obviously you got to put McCullers back in the rotation, mm-hmm. but... Uh, it's a, it's a good problem to have, and, and at some point they need all these arms because guys get hurt. But uh, good to see him get the series win and move on. The other thing I wanted to uh, to get to and, and mention this was uh, our buddy Jerome wrote a column in the Chronicle that got picked up by Pro Football Talk. And uh, we, we'll dive into this with him a little bit more tomorrow. But as of a couple months ago, he's been on the waiting list since, I believe, 2012 for the Texans' season tickets. Mm-hmm. And so he never was close in a year. This year, a couple months ago, he was told he was 12,734th. 12,000? That was a couple months There's ago. There's that
3: many people on the waiting list in addition to how many people There was
2: that many people on the waiting list Uh-oh. because he got the call that, hey, you're first on the waiting list. <laughs> how about that? He uh, basically politely declined, as I think a lot of people are, but it, it, it was interesting that not only did he take part in that, but we keep hearing about this waiting list, and we have for years. It's like, oh, it d- really doesn't matter what they do on the field because they've got a waiting list. And that's all the, that Cal McNair cares about is that there's money in his pocket. I'm starting to wonder if that shutout or streak of uh, sellouts comes to an end here. People aren't just fed up, say enough already. Well, it was nice of Jerome to politely
3: decline that offer because i have a buddy who works for the houston texans and he sells tickets for them and he says uh, for the most part the phone calls he's getting are not very polite and there's a lot of f-bombs being dropped and there's a lot of lawsuit threatening going on right now and it's got to be tough to sell tickets if you're houston but that's good i mean this People, sports fan bases threaten this all the time, Fred. If they're ticked off with the way things are going, if they're ticked off with the decisions that the brass is making, they'll say that, oh, I'm going to stop supporting this team. I'm going to stop buying jerseys. I'm going to stop spending my hard-earned money on tickets to go to the games. But very rarely does it ever happen. Well, if this actually does happen with the Texans this year, then maybe that sends a message to McNair and the rest of the brass there that something's got to change.
2: Well, I've had a theory that there's been a lot of, Disgust from Texans fans for a while. I kind of think the, a whole year of some people not working or their businesses not making enough money. Uh, it, it's real easy to say, you know what? Uh, this is the time where I'm going to opt out. And it, it's it wasn't just all Bill O'Brien. It's just everything that's happened since. And I'm kind of glad to see it. I'm, I'm kind of glad to see Texans fans say, you know what? I, I'm not going out there and wearing a Jack Easterby jersey. <laughs> uh, I'm not going out there and wearing a Cal McNair jersey or Nick Casario. And, and this triumvirate of idiots that are running the franchise. And, and not to mention that the one guy that was worth watching, we, we've talked about this before. It's like, whose jersey do you buy if you're a fan? It's a great question. Brandon Cooks? Is that it? You can't go Laramie Tunsil, right? You can't get an offensive lineman's jersey. I mean, that's your best player, Kimi but. Fairbairn? Uh, kickers. Is
3: he your longest tenured guy right now? He's got to be pretty close. <laughs> oh,
2: John Weeks, the long snapper. Mm. Uh, I mean, he got, but he, he got did, cut, but he got brought back. So I don't know if it counts because it was during I think the, the clock
1: restarts, right?
2: Uh, maybe, mm. maybe. Anyone have does John, does his
3: family even have his jersey? Like, do you want to rock that if that's your son? Do you want to be I mean, wearing the long snapper's does. jersey? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a problem How if bad his wife was, was wearing being? somebody hey, else's jersey. Babe, can
1: you get me one of those uh, those Deshaun Watson jerseys to wear the game? Oh, you know bad. I'm on the field, too. Yeah, yeah, but I just want the – I mean, I like the number four better.
3: Now if you ask for a Deshaun Watson jersey as a woman, it's very concerning. That's got to concern the hell out of your man if, if she's asking for that. you got to check the Instagram DMs if, uh, if that's happening.
2: Yeah, or if it's – you know, and those jerseys will rub you a little bit, too, and you mm. don't want that. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought the best Watson jersey would be to get a Watson 22 I like that. that it just changes number to 22. That took me a long time for some reason.
3: <laughs> hey, nowadays, with the NFL jersey number changes, he can, right? He can embrace that. If he gets out of mm. all of these lawsuits, you think he'll switch his number to 22 just to poke fun at uh, the poke? is mm, not a yeah. play on woods. Worse, <laughs> neither is that, I promise. But so you think he makes that change? Hey, it didn't take you long to get sucked into that. <laughs> I mean, uh, come on, man. After a day of drinking <laughs> with you, I, I think I got the vibe oh, of, uh, of this show and what y'all are about.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, if I, I kind of feel like if we don't get some kind of subtle Watson dig in at least once a segment, then we're probably not doing it right. But uh, and then the, some of the five one two curious, the Fred, that story is very telling. If they get hit on season tickets, that'll matter. That's the only way we might see change. What concerns me is they just made all these change changes, and you know, I, and I think that the fan base looks and sees that. Jackie should still there. And even though he's some mysterious creature that he was involved in the DeAndre Hopkins trade and that stain will not go away. That's one of the worst trades ever made. And if, if that guy's part of your operation and all the stuff comes out, and I don't know how much is true. Uh, I don't know how much is just leaked by somebody who doesn't like the guy, but all the stuff about him spying on players and things like that, you, you see all these reports, you never address them. And then you just keep the guy. And then you hire his buddy from, you know, I mean, I, you know, partner, I guess, is probably a better word, from New England. It's like, what the hell are you doing? And I think, I think fans have had enough. I, they, six years of O'Brien, and now Casario is just a, the same guy, only he's GM instead of head coach. He hired a puppet head coach. He wants all the power. And, you know, it's him, it's him and his partner. And that's, that's, I think, has turned people off. By the way, if we're talking about Jack Easterby, do we need to give a shout-out
3: to the fish? Is that how that always works?
2: Uh, kind of. Shout-out to the fish. <laughs> or That's funny
3: right there. Or do we need to laugh very mm. awkwardly, that's too? That's funny right there. Uh, I don't know if it is, Jack. I don't really think it is funny We can uh, We can
1: talk to Lance about it later, because he was saying this morning, he was out at Texans practice last week. Casario, from what I understood, the way he described it, is walking around looking like a head coach. Hat on, yeah. sunglasses on, pointing, talking to people, giving instructions, like taking notes on, on everybody. Really? So, mm.
3: so how how much calmer do you think this fan base would be if Nick Casario were to surprise everyone? I mean, I don't think this is going to happen, but if he just were to say Jack Easterby's fired? Like would that help reignite some faith in this fan base you're still talking about the worst roster in the NFL you're talking about the oldest roster in the NFL you've got way more questions than answers but just getting rid of that guy Fred do you think that would at least calm the
2: nerves of this fan base a little bit at this point I don't know that that's enough I I think you're going to have to at some point do that and it and and I think you're also going to have to make it a Sean Watson deal that doesn't make you look like a total loser and that's going to be the hard part because obviously he's done everything to screw his value for you. Um, and, you know, that's the thing. If you wind up not getting enough for a guy with that kind of talent, then he, th- there's no goodwill left to be had. There's, and
3: it's just amazing how they got to this point. Yeah, 17 months ago, right? Yeah. 24 nothing lead over the eventual champion Chiefs. Then all of a sudden this is the worst run organization in the league and you just have no confidence for the future. It's rough, man, and, and I wonder what Deshaun Watson can get back in a trade now. I mean, a couple of months ago before these lawsuits came out, you're talking about three first-round picks and then some. Right. And then now it's like, can you just get one first-round pick? Like that's, You could argue three first-round picks is not enough to get that ROI on a quarterback as good as Deshaun Watson. And we know how hard franchise quarterbacks have been to come by around these parts. But now we're talking about just one, and there are teams that I'm sure wouldn't be willing to give that up right now with the uncertainty about his uh, his playing time and his legal situation. So... There's no way, Fred, they're going to be able to get back any sort of value for Deshaun Watson if this uh, lawsuit thing continues
2: the way that it's going. And I think that's the problem is, is that without that, and if, if they did fire Easterby, I think people would be, okay, yeah, that, it's about damn time. Why didn't you do that before? And, and I don't think that would have people running back and shouting out to the fishes, as it were. All right, uh, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. All right, quick break. We'll be right back. A lot more to get to. It is the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five ninety two five.
0: You're listening to ESPN ninety seven five. We're taking a break. Okay, that's cool. is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman
2: And we are back on The Blitz Brad Kellner filling in today and tomorrow for A.J. So uh, I wanted to get to this, this quote fight Between uh, Floyd Mayweather and whichever, Paul. I I think it's Logan. I don't know. I can't tell them apart. Is it Cliff or Chris? Uh, Different Pauls. I I think this is the one without the glasses. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But uh, a couple of things from that. First off, Showtime apparently crashed while people were buying pay-per-views, which amazes me. I I, I get why they do some of these because they're, I mean, it's like wrestling, right? You can't take it seriously. But. The fact that people were booing at the end of this fight, it's like you you realize you're buying a Floyd Mayweather fight. Floyd is never entertaining. He's one, he's one of the greatest ever if, and maybe the greatest. I don't know. But the, when Floyd fights, he just doesn't get hit. I mean, that's, that's, that's what he does. Yeah. Right? He, and then he'll counterpunch and he'll outpoint you and, and that's what he does. So why would we be at all surprised that an old pretty much out of shape not really trying Floyd Mayweather would go out there and put on a bad show and still win but such as it is but that yeah he wouldn't he wouldn't knock out a youtube dude
3: i have zero sympathy for anybody who paid for this fight and is complaining today whether they're complaining about the showtime issues or complaining about the quality of the fight i mean you knew what you were getting yourself into right you just laid it out perfectly i, I hope people know
2: that they should have and, and it's it's like even even all those years we waited for For Floyd and Pacquiao, you knew it wasn't going to be a great fight to watch. Yeah, it's just, and it wasn't. And people were, oh, this just wasn't very good. Well, how many Floyd fights have you watched? He's just, he just doesn't get hit. He's so good, and you know, then he'll just outpoint you and outpoint you, and that's it. And and the fights are never that close. Uh, And it was, you know, even when he fought McGregor, at least he knocked him out. But McGregor was kind of a joke. But people paid a lot for it. They did. And 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 I just thought. I thought the people complaining, it's like, really guys, this, this, is, this is what you get. Do we think Floyd Mayweather was trying his hardest
3: last night? Hell no. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I,
2: I, and I, I've only seen highlights and done a lot of reading on it because I was passed out, um, as you well know. Yeah. But um, the, the, the reality is, he's just wanted a payday again. Mm-hmm. And Flimsy said he looked terrible last night. Yeah, it's like, how much effort are you putting into it? You know what this reminds me of? And this is like, always comes up with boxing. Uh, did you ever see the movie The Great White Hype? I have not. Oh, my God. One of the best boxing movies ever made in that it's a comedy. It's because Samuel L. Jackson plays this promoter called the Sultan. He's not the white guy. Uh, no, okay. no. But uh, Damon Wayans is, is the champion boxer, and they go find a white guy for him to fight.
3: They don't get his brother and uh, turn this into a white chick sequel? No, no, no. Okay.
2: This is uh, uh, Peter Berg plays the white guy, and he, knocked, he had knocked uh, Damon Wayans out as an amateur. And so he hadn't fought since. He'd been in a rock band. So they built up this whole thing about the... And, and Damon Wayans for the fight, he's he's all fat. The one time they show him running, he's chasing an ice cream truck. He doesn't care. <laughs> and, and spoiler alert, uh, the white guy punches him, and he gets mad and knocks him out with one punch. Nice. But he had no interest in the fight. And it, it's just uh, so much of that movie comes to real life. If, if you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. Okay. I'll check so. that
3: out. Yeah, th- this is what boxing is nowadays, Fred. And I hate it. Like, I... I'm 27. I missed the glory days of boxing. And sadly, this is what this sport has become. And this is what people want. As much as people will complain about this stuff, these Paul fights and the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. fight that we had a few months ago, those are top 25 pay-per-view events in boxing history. Like, people will complain about it all the time, and I see it on social media. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Yet people are still spending money, and they're going out of their
2: way to watch this stuff. And that feels to be the future of boxing. I think it's, uh, I, I think people like train wrecks. People, people like wrestling and, and so much. Of, I mean, this is what it is. It's a sideshow, right? It's, it's not a real fight and you know, like uh Fury Wilder. That's a real fight. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I don't think you have to be a purist and say, okay, oh, I'm only buying that. I mean, I, I'm intrigued by some of these guys. If, if Jake Paul, uh, the Paul Woodley fight intrigues me a little bit now. I don't know if I'm paying for it, but it's not because I think the guy can fight. It's just, all right, here's a guy I think might knock his ass out and shut him up. And yeah. that would be fun. But yeah. you got to go
3: illegal stream on these things. Yeah, see, the I,
2: I, I can't do that either. Um, just because I, I'm not a fan of pirating. I mean, as, as somebody who's done audiobooks and things like that that have been pirated, I'm just not a fan of that. Okay. So, um, and somebody said boycott these fights. It's an embarrassment. Good thing I bootlegged it. See, they, you guys. There you go. Eh.
3: I'm one of those guys too. I can't. Uh, I can't defend myself there. Shame. And somebody
2: said Floyd said as much after the fight. He's the king of bank heists. Yeah, he did say that. Mm-hmm.
3: How's this reading these days? Do we know?
2: Um, can
3: he? Like, is that he can why he, numbers? Is that why he doesn't cash his checks because he like can't read the word part of the checks? Is that the issue there? I think all
2: he needs is to see the numbers on those. Okay. Yeah. Do people still do checks? I wrote a
3: check for my apartment rent a couple of days ago. Really? And I hadn't written a check in years. And it's because the portal online, I normally pay online, and it was down. So I had to write a check. And I had to actually do a Google search to make sure I remember <laughs> what goes in the I, lines, the two lines in the middle of the check. How, how does this work?
2: I don't know what I'd do if I had to write a check these days. I can't. I can't think of the last time I actually wrote one for anything. Do you ever see people at the grocery
3: store? Try to pay by check. Like, oh, that's yeah. still a thing that I'll encounter from time to time. And I just don't understand why it's a bit. It's the worst bit ever.
2: The only thing worse than those guys is, like, if you go into a Walgreens or something, and there's an old in the front of the line, and they're paying in coins. Oh, the And olds. they're digging them out. And, and, and I mean, I, I say this respectfully as an old myself, but I'm not that old. When I start doing stuff like that, you guys have to, you have to tell me to leave. Mm. And that's it. That's when I. That's when my career is over is when I start trying to pay with change. And they're all weird coins, too,
3: that they have.
2: <laughs> There's like
3: Sacagawea coins. You ever seen one of those? I've yeah. seen someone at the grocery store pay with a coin that had Sacagawea on it, and apparently that's worth a dollar. Really? And they're just like, instead of using paper dollars, they're just paying
2: with all these Sacagaweas and
3: pennies. That sounds like it could get me canceled in 2021, but I promise <laughs> it's okay.
2: You know, it's, it's funny because I never, like, I don't take cash anywhere anymore. And except for like when I went to the casino mm-hmm. and it just it felt weird at times having cash. And then so I started paying for stuff with it. And then I wind up with change and small bills and stuff like that. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You know, just keep all the big bills, deposit them in the bank when you get home and just use your card. Because <laughs> otherwise I'm going to I'm walking around with, you know, five dollar bills. I haven't seen a five dollar bill probably in three years. You know, it's just not something I do. But. At what point are we going to have like a chip
3: somewhere inside of us where we just flash that and we'll be able to pay for anything at any time? Well, if you got the, uh, the vaccine. vaccination, the COVID you, vax? Ar- you already have a check. Cool. Yep. Yeah. I, got, I got four COVID vaccines. So is that, uh, does that mean I've got four chips in me? How did that happen? Uh, I just wanted to try every brand. Okay. I got two Johnson and Johnson shots because there were two Johnson. So I felt like I needed a second shot. So okay. yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I've got like a third arm growing from my chest. It's not yeah. good.
2: Yeah, that that means you've got so many chips in you. Although I, I still don't know why they'd be interested in where the hell I go. I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> it's like okay, I either I'm either at one of my bars in East Downtown or I'm at the office, and that's it. I I'm, mean, I'm, 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 or home. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Can I ask y'all a question? Absolutely. So
3: it feels like celebrity death matches the past and the future for boxing. If you guys could pit two celebrities together in a boxing ring, who would you choose? Because I feel like that's the direction we're going towards now.
2: We actually did a bit a few weeks ago where, and I, 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 think, I think I'm going to put together a group and I'm going to be executive producer of this, and we're going to use CGI to have fights between humans and animals and famous people that we, um, you know, that we don't like, that we want to see fight something. Because it all started with Aaron Foster saying he could fight a wolf, mm. and then so and then we had this whole thing where people were ranking what animals they thought they could beat in a fight. So we thought, hey, you know what? We'll have uh, uh, let's have Conor McGregor against a against two pit bulls.
3: Wow, I'd watch that.
2: I would too. I'd pay for that. Now I don't pay for any because fights, we, we don't that. we don't want to hurt animals. It would be CGI. That's why I'd watch that. And artificial intelligence would. Uh, You know, dictate who won. Okay. Which I know is kind of creating Skynet, but somebody's going to do it anyway. Yeah, or screwed. Yeah, so I mean, why not? Okay. But, yeah, as far as people who, uh, I'd like to see, like, I don't know, who's the biggest wuss in sports other than Kevin Durant?
3: Mmm, you got to stick with the NBA these days. Probably. Biggest wuss. I mean, where are you on the LeBron scale yeah you know he's never going to be 100 percent for the rest of his life no
2: no i mean i think he's the i'd give him an i don't i'd give him an advantage over durant just because he's stronger i i I need i need something like durant versus james harden that's Mm. what i need i'd be down with that yeah or double that says some soccer player yeah pretty much any soccer player Mm -hmm. you imagine them and, and kevin durant they walk the middle of the ring they both Take half swings and they both collapse yeah. and, and take a dive? Well, they'd flop after tapping gloves. Ugh. Like, we wouldn't even
3: get that far into the fight. It would be over right then and there. <laughs> I want Jack Easterby against Tyson Fury. Can we make that fight happen? Is that uh, possible? You know what? I'd, I'd pay Who to, says no
2: there? I'd pay to see that. Yeah, Just, just to see the damage. Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't they make that? It was called American History
2: X? Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh.
1: I mean, since we're doing the CGI, I want in their murder in primes, OJ and Ray Lewis. Okay. A couple of innocent guys. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, if they were to commit murder, that would be the prime years that they would be the best to do it.
3: Yeah. I wonder if they would know how to do it. uh, Might have to give them an instruction manual. Would Ray show up in a white suit for that fight? And OJ's got Mm -hmm. the the black gloves. But not not the arthritis medicine. But they don't... uh... You know, The gloves don't fit, mm. so there's that. So he's he's acquitted before it even starts. Yeah,
2: yeah, so he can go ahead and strangle him and, and nobody would ever know. What about like a hologram?
3: Do we, with CGI, you know, we've had like Tupac holograms in recent years. Do we get those involved in your
2: executive producing plan to
3: fight, or is that excessive?
2: Um, I don't know that we do a hologram. We could just do him as CGI, because it, it's not real. There's no reason to take a thing that's not real and make it more unreal. <laughs> make,
3: okay, make it yeah, less I mean, real. You know,
2: just, uh, I mean, if we're going to be doing something like this, let's at least... Uh, you know, stay in, uh, keep our suspension of disbelief. Okay. How's that? I like that. I'll invest in this. <laughs> oh, Skip Bayless versus a murder hornet. Mm. Yeah, Easterby versus Osteen was one of the ones that we came up with. That's great. Because that, yeah, I, I probably am going to give Easterby a little bit of an edge because he appears to at least have a modicum of athleticism. Oof. And Joel doesn't move at all. He just kind of stands up there and says, I talk to Jesus every night. And Jesus speaks to me. And he says that I should be richer than God. And we're working on that right now. Uh, What's the Vegas line for that fight? Used uh, to be minus 140. What uh, are we leaning there? I'm going to 120. Okay. Because he ain't that strong. Okay. Got to grind Cal versus a math problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Two plus seven equals. uh, Wait. How many has Deshaun had now? I lose. Never mind. Anyway. Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97. 592.5.
0: This is The Blitz. Oh, that sounds great. On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
2: And we're back on The Blitz. Talking a lot of hockey on the Twitch during the break there. Um, And then somebody was asking me on, on the text line, Habs fan here, Fred, what's your honest opinion? Flash in the pan, or are they finally over the hump? I, this is, I was talking about this a little bit. This is why it stung so bad to see the Leafs lose that series. The Winnipeg, I don't want to call them a joke, but they have no business being in, in the second round. They weren't better than Edmonton. Edmonton just played like complete garbage. Montreal's better than they are. Uh, the Leafs were better than they are. So I I think it's going to get a hell of a lot tougher when they have to play Colorado or the Golden Knights. But you know what? When you got a, when you got a goalie playing at an elite level, you can win an awful lot of games. He's been great. And... You know, Carey Price has been doing this for years mm-hmm. with a team that never scores goals for him, and they're, they're getting a few now. Absolutely. So, But
3: I'm with you. If they got Colorado in the next rounds, uh, I don't think that's a long series.
2: No, no. But, you know, again, a hot goalie can carry you a long way. And, anyway, that's probably all the hockey talk we need to do. <laughs> but and just for people, uh, people who are curious, uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. So I, I kind of wanted to get into this fan behavior thing a little bit because they're, they're, you know soccer fan. Before you get mad at me, you, you've been kind of at the forefront of poor fan behavior forever. It, it's I mean, that there's a passion there that goes beyond most sports. Totally get that. So I'm, are any of us shocked that players are having trash bottles thrown at them after the Mexico game last night? Anybody? No. Aaron is producer of Soccer Matters. Any surprises here?
1: I'm actually, well, because it was in Denver. I'm not surprised if it had been anywhere else, any other country, anywhere in Europe or anything like that, which I know this is CONCACAF, so it's just, like, North and South and Central America stuff. But any other country, it would have been a lot worse what they were throwing, besides empty bottles.
2: <laughs> and, and so I, this one, I can't, like, the NBA stuff, and we, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, and they, I, I don't understand why fan behavior has taken a turn for the worse really everywhere since we got back from the pandemic. I, I don't know if it's just uh, people haven't had chances to be a-holes for so long that you know they're, they're just going to do it. But I can't use this as an example because it's soccer. Mm-hmm. We expect it. Happens all the time.
3: And they got their own player, too. Yeah. I mean, it was Mexican fans throwing stuff at a conglomeration of U.S. players, and there was like a half-full water bottle. Some guy chunked it, and it hit the head of a Mexican player. It's friendly fire right there.
2: Well, and you know what that's uh somebody throws a water bottle and gets arrested at a basketball game these guys they probably just went to a party together afterwards oh yeah so uh probably get a raise at work <laughs> they do something like that exactly mm. i haven't gotten to this yet so we will we'll, i think we've got some time this uh segment but uh big trade for the Tennessee Titans to pick up Julio Jones and kind of curious what you think this means as far as the Titans now that they've got two Really good receivers if Jones is healthy. What does this mean for the Titans? It doesn't
3: help their defense, and that's the big problem with that team. Uh, One of the worst defenses in the NFL. They've got six new starters there, so they tried to address that. But uh, I still have my concerns on that side of the football. But, man, you want to talk about some weapons? Julio Jones, A.J. Brown on the outside, Derrick Henry, the best running back in football in the backfield. That makes life very, very easy for Ryan Tannehill. I'm not completely bought in on Ryan Tannehill just yet. I don't know how much more time I have to make a decision on that guy because he's been in the league for like a decade. But he loses his offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, who took the Atlanta head coaching job. And I just I don't know if Tannehill's improvements over the last couple of years were due to Tannehill just being better or due to the Arthur Smith effect. So they're making life as easy as they can for him. But yeah, I don't, I don't think Julio Jones all of a sudden makes Tennessee a Super Bowl contender. Like maybe they put some distance between them and Indianapolis and in the AFC South, but in terms of getting closer to Kansas City or Buffalo, I, I don't know how much this actually does for that.
2: I think uh the if he's healthy, he'll make a difference on this offense. There's no question. And I just don't know uh I, I don't know how healthy he will be, but I, I like adding the guy. I just I hope it doesn't change the identity with a new offensive coordinator because that what's going to make them a quality team is run the ball with Derrick Henry, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, play action to these guys, and and keep Brian Tannehill from having to throw the ball forty times a game. Because if he does, you're going to lose. It's that simple. I mean, he's just not he's not a guy who's you're going to win football games like that. He's very much and and this is going to offend both Titans fans and Cowboys fans. So it's like like Troy Aikman. I mean, he's he's a, the ultimate game manager. If Troy Aikman had to throw for three or four hundred yards, they were probably losing, mm. and because Emmitt Smith was the star and that's kind of what the titans are and sort of a i don't want to say poor man's Aikman because i think Aikman's a little overrated even though he's in the hall of fame don't start cowboy fan um you know he was he was not the architect of a bunch of super bowls he was the caretaker of it but that's okay you know that there's nothing wrong with that doesn't mean he sucked but i mean i think Tannehill's kind of become that guy uh you, you don't want him trying to win games for you so i mean i, I it, if as long as it doesn't change the identity of the offense what i do like um is Jim Schwartz coming back uh, or coming to Tennessee as a senior defensive assistant because that's a guy... The, the problem with the Tennessee defense is as good a head coach as Mike Vrabel's become, he's never been able to call a defense going back to his one year here. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's been trying to do it the last couple of years, it's been a failure. So I, I, I like that they've hired a guy like Jim Schwartz to come in and, and even as an advisor, certainly be involved with it. And... You know, I think that can make a huge difference on that defense because they do have some players. They just, you know, they're not very well schemed.
3: Can you explain wide receiver trades to me, Fred? I don't get them at all. Like Julio Jones, I know he's 32. I know he's set to make $15 million this year, but he goes for only a second rounder and some change. Obviously, the DeAndre Hopkins trade made no sense, but he went for a second rounder and some change.
2: And you took on a broken down running back who's absolute garbage. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon Cooks, who's not nearly as good as Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins, has been traded three times in his career, twice for a first-round pick and once for a second-round pick. Mohamed Sanu, a couple of years ago, was traded from Atlanta to New England for a second-round pick. Like, how How does this happen? How do guys like DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones, who have been in the conversation as the best wide receivers in football over the last six, seven years, how do those guys go for less than Brandon Cooks and the same as Mohamed Sanu? How does this work here?
2: It, well, in, in, I think it, they're... Slightly different cases here with Hopkins. Hopkins was just uh, a dumbass GM and his dumbass lover boy Easterby deciding they wanted rid of the guy, and and basically gave him away for a warm bucket of spit. It was just dumb. the The, the Jones trade, you are taking on sour a heavy salary, and all of it for the next three years, and he has been injury prone and he has been hurt so. The value isn't there. Same as I mean, like there's no way that a DeAndre Hopkins should be going for a second round pick. Mm -hmm. Should have gone for what Stephon Diggs did, more like that, or or Odell Beckham. That's that's what you should have gotten in return. They didn't because they're dumbasses. But in in Jones's case, I think, and just reading about some of the other teams that were interested, the the salary was the big problem. And you know, and in the Falcons' case, I don't know if they had to trade Julio Jones. I think they just decided uh that they needed some cap relief and that this would be the time to move him because this is the best of his value. But I I just don't I don't know that I don't know you'll get and I don't know that you got a good price for him. I I think for what he can do when he's healthy, that's not really enough in my opinion.
3: Agreed. I went to Vegas insider earlier today to look at odds to win the AFC South. Yeah. The Colts still the favorites. Plus one hundred, Titans right behind it plus one ten. Care to take a guess on uh, the Texans' odds as of this morning?
2: Uh, well, whatever they are, they're too low. Plus two thousand. Yeah, that's too low. Yeah, there's there's no chance. Uh, it's not that's not even worth a a flyer bet.
3: No, what was Leicester City to win the Premier League a couple of years ago? fifty eight hundred, something like Is that, eight. right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. The Texans need to be lower than that, just to win the AFC South too. Not even to win the whole Super Bowl, they they need to be less than that.
2: Yeah. Uh, by the way, the Tennessee's odds to win the Super Bowl dropped from forty to one to twenty five to one after he was traded. Uh their odds to win the AFC from twenty to one to twelve to one, to win the AFC South from plus one fifty to plus one ten. Their victory total, he's worth a half a win. They went from nine wins to nine and a half wins. And how about this? Ryan Tannehill's MVP odds went from forty to one to twenty five to one. Hmm. On the flip side, the Falcons Super Bowl odds jump from 50 to 1 to 66 to 1. Matt Ryan's MVP odds move from 28 to 1 to 40 to 1. Any value on any of those? Uh, you know what? I, I still think Matt Ryan can play. I like the kid they drafted, uh, and they've still got a pretty good receiver there. I, I don't think, and they didn't really have a lot of Julio last year. But I, you know what, the, I'm a sucker for the Falcons every year, and I'm always wrong. Mm. So. Um, Atlanta
3: sports that's uh, they'll always let you down that's what they do
2: yeah well I'll tell you what won't let you down and that's four roses if you want some awesome bourbon and Father's Day is coming how about this this is a great Father's Day gift uh, this is a great gift just to to give to anybody uh, you know what it's even a great gift to give to yourself and the reason I love four roses so much this small batch it is just such a smooth smooth bourbon and they've got all kinds of great cocktails like here's what, here's a, here's a cool thing to do for Father's Day you go, to, you go over, you take this to your dad, you go to fourrosesbourbon.com slash summer, and you mix up some of the cocktails I have in there because they're fantastic, and raise a glass to the man who raised you. That's a cool thing to do. And, and if my kids are listening, you know what? You, you can do that. I mean, that's, that's a great gift. I would be happy with that. But uh, they've been around since 1888, and you can find it in your specs. Uh, you can find it in pretty much any liquor store around town. Look for Four Roses. And uh, you can go to fourrosesbourbon.com to learn more about them. Uh, lots of great drink recipes online. Be mellow and be responsible Four roses. Great gift for Father's Day. Great gift for yourself.
0: You're listening to ESPN 97.5.